3: And greetings, happy Friday. Welcome to the Feedback Friday free podcast here on the Steve Dace Show, powered by CRTV. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well as Kim, because we just finished wrapping up the Dace Group roundtable. This is one you definitely don't want to miss. We haven't been around for a couple of Fridays with various vacations and the such. So we had a little pent up, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. Exuberance. Let's go with that word. A little Rage bit. Against the Machine. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we kind of did a little bulls-on parade there a little bit. So, um, Or maybe Wake Up, like the song we just played from Rage Against the Machine to open up the podcast. So use that promo code DACE, D E A C E. almost forgot how to spell my name there for a second. D-E-A-C-E. Go to CRTV.com. Take advantage of that promo code. Get your discounted subscription to CRTV. You get a free trial. So if you watch today's show and you're like, man, you guys are wretched. Quit. He lets you walk away. But also keep in mind, though, if you don't like us, you might like Mark Levin. You might like Steve Crowder. uh, You might like Michelle Malkin. They're all part of your subscription, too. So at some point, you got to like one of us, right? And, hey, if you like that annual subscription up front, That's a little big for our budget right now. Ten bucks a month. There is a monthly subscription option available to you as well at CRTV.com promo code DACE. All right, without giving away the store, let's get a little preview of what we talked about here today. Something that you kind of want to promote for our podcast audience to look forward to. Aaron, I'll start with you. What do you think? Uh, I said something very mean,
0: um, and I hope that I was not a bad influence on you. Uh, this is uh, pertaining to story number two, or issue two that we talked about today. Brought up uh, an example of an Old Testament prophet in trying to console you.
3: And, and, it was, and, and, and it you was did fierce. go Old Testament. You did. It was It was savage. fierce. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And you're right, you were a bad influence, but I do, I, I thank you for that. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I do yeah. appreciate it. What, what about you, Todd? What stood out to you?
2: Well, uh, I have this policy that I really embraced after I got married uh, when discussing religion and politics, which I absolutely love. But if it's in a social setting, because she likes talking about it too but she's a sweetheart and the opposite of me and you know let's do our best not to make people cry so I I, I never talk about it uh, unless somebody brings it to the table and then I always ask them are, are you sure you really want to talk about this I give him an out you know do right. you, I just want to make sure do you want really, get smacked down yeah, really, is that oh, what you really want do you, and okay. then okay then it's on Um And other than keeping that promise to my wife, uh, there is no sphere where I will live according, uh, to those rules. It is absolutely necessary that we engage in a way that many of you have been uh, too cowardly to do in the past. And we talked about that, the need to get out of your silly little... Well, it's not even a comfort zone. Maybe that's what we've been lying to. Maybe that's how even people like me have been giving you. But it's more cowardice or you're actually more of a progressive than you think you are. It's time to get real with yourself. If you have any strain of uh, attachment to the word Christian and or conservative, because anything short is a lie. Kim?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of an admonition um, for the Christian conservative to wake up, you know. Um, and here, if it, maybe this will help you. How do you feel when you hear Donald Trump say, Chuck and Nancy want it? That should do something for you.
3: One thing I didn't say today on CRTV... In one of these Baker cases that's in the Supreme Court. It is. It's in the federal courts now. The Trump Justice Department is actually, is it, Kim, correct me on this, is, is the f- recovering attorney on the panel. Are they actively defending him or did they file like an amicus brief, like a friend of the court brief to support him? Do you know what the is? I don't know which one is? it is. Okay. I don't
1: know. But they are going to be filing a brief on behalf of him.
3: The it. reason why I've not said anything about this, I've not tweeted about it, retweeted other people talking about it. Here's why. It's meaningless. Yep. That's why. Because if I was a judge, if, if I'm a liberal judge and they send me that brief, I'm going to reject it. And here's what I'm going to say. You guys didn't get rid of the contraception mandates that you said were violations of religious liberty. You didn't get rid of the Johnson. You've made no affirmative legislative or policy initiative to show that this is what you're, as the executive branch, this is how you intend to execute the law. How you intend to enforce the law. You've made no, this is a blog. That's what you, you wrote a blog. I'm not taking this seriously on any level. You haven't cornered me into any position where I am doing something contrary to what is the policy of the United States Justice Department. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. It's a meaningless, shiny object. That's why. And we got to get out. Meaningless, shiny objects. We got to get out of the shiny object business, guys. Do you know the amount of effort it took to write that brief? I've written legal briefs that was my former career before I got into media clerking at a law firm written plenty of legal briefs in my time that's painstaking research citation has to be done in a certain form then it goes through depending on the size of your law firm now we're talking the justice department so it went through an entire bureaucracy of people editing it and approving it before it was filed that's hours upon hours upon hours anywhere from two to 750 bucks an hour private sector law work probably and I mean two is in 200 hours. Do you know how many times they could have they could have countermanded the Obamacare abortifacient abortifacient mandates? How many times? How many, how many times would it have taken? Just, we're we're not enforcing those; they're no longer in effect. Does take any? That's like a one-line memo, guys. Uh, the Johnson Amendment is no longer part of the IRS's official policy. That's a one-line memo, guys. They could have written it in freaking Sanskrit, English, Old English. They could have written it in, in, in old, the counter, Chaucer's Old English. Could have written it in Saxon, Pig Latin. Closed it with a, this is Sparta. Whatever you want it could have been in every known language, dead language on planet Earth. In the time it took to file this one brief on this one case. They could have done something actionable. Something that would make a difference. Instead, they wrote a blog. I'm not rewarding that crap anymore. And I shouldn't have done it in the first place, and I'm sorry for that. So that's why, until now, I've said not a word about it. It's meaningless. Am I being too harsh? No. No way. Show us something. Show me the action. Put that judge in a corner. Put baby in a corner. Put the judge in a corner. Right in that brief, you are outside the bounds of the law we are executing and you can write whatever, you can, you can render whatever opinion you want. The official position of the United States government is we don't infringe on people's First Amendment rights and the Supreme Court's precedent in Hobby Lobby is what we're going to use in order for us to enforce accordingly. How hard is that? Answer is it's not. Unless it's not really who you are. I think we've had enough of Trump. As a candidate, as a president, using our talking points and language to tell us what we want to hear in meaningless initiatives and endeavors with no actionable follow through. I'm going to take the president's advice. The time for talk is over. How many times has he said this now? The time for action is at hand. How many times has he said this since January 20? Dozens. I couldn't agree more. Time for action. Show me the fruit don't stand around and tell me boy this tree's going to be great and here's how and here's the fruit it will be plant the tree let's see it planted groom it prune it let it flower nurture it let me see some fruit on the tree i'm tired of your diagrams and blueprints of the of the tree do it actually Feedback Friday. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Ryan Sheldahl writes, you guys should start a new magazine and call it Cucks Unlimited. <laughs> Perfection. Yep. How great is well that? Well done. The official chronicle of the Trump presidency, Cucks Unlimited limited
2: That's just one more t-shirt that we have to make (laughs) that we apparently
3: want yes jeremy asks with everything going awfully right now with our fake movement etc how exactly can one keep a good frame of mind does it sound jeremy like i am the one to be asking this (laughs) question of but i will continue how can one stay happy even if all the bad news and seeing the country and conservatism continue to deteriorate thanks for all you do um two things I would answer this with an eternal perspective compartmentalization I'm at the point now you know my wife has been involved in what I do in activism to some degree I mean she's I wouldn't call her a co-pilot but I have her help me vet candidates and things of that nature Um, she that's why she does counseling she's a good judge of human nature so I've used her as an asset where that's concerned. We've decided, but, but other than that, politics is a verboten in our home. Unless the kids ask or there's things they need to know about what's going on in the world. But like I don't come home, all, every, I don't come home and download on the show and what we talk. No, I, I've always been a compartmentalizer. I need a sanctuary because this will drive me nuts taking it home with me. I can't take my work home with me. Some of it's unavoidable cuz what I do at work also gets into the lives of my my wife and kids, but except when those moments are there, this is just not discussed. We have thickened the moat in the last year and a half. It's got it's got gators, man. Big ones. Deadly with frothing mouth gators in the moat. There's no gate actually. We took the, we we cut the gate off and burned it and fed it to the gators so you can't get across even if you wanted to it's not safe here all right there's a mentally i i I say in my mind when i pull into the garage abandon abandon work all ye who enter here i have to compartmentalize okay so i come here i get this all out of my system when i go home I'm just a guy named Steve sitting around last night watching the NFL opener. You know, while I was unleashing when I was unleashing heaven, laying ordinance down on Twitter last night. My adorable 10 year old son sitting on the couch over there next to me, we're watching the game, talking about it. He's oblivious to what dad's doing. He thinks dad's just sitting here watching the game with him, you know. That's what I need, that's what we need to do. We cannot obsess about this in our personal lives. That we have to have a there's gotta be a compartmentalization factor, okay? Um and then we need a we need an internal perspective. I mean if if I didn't see the biblical parallels to our time I, and the confidence therefore that none of this is a shock to the supreme judge of history. Exactly. And that all things work together for the glory of God and for all things called for all those called according to his purposes. That's Romans 8:28. That is my that's my, that's my mission statement in life right there. If I didn't have that, I might be on a water tower right now, all right, with a postal uniform that, with the name badge disgruntled on it, if you know what I'm saying, okay? So, an eternal perspective and compartmentalization are my two best pieces of advice. What do you think, Todd? Agreed, and
2: I was just thinking about this this morning, and I think about it quite frequently. Actually, I have newfound um, avenues to the joys um, that God would have us experience on Earth because of what's happening right now. Yes, and that's not even in spite of; it's it's because I I feel so blessed knowing the feet of clay that I have. And I look back on my life and the way I didn't care or sold out at any number of points. Uh, Always being, never once denouncing God uh, with my words. If you would have asked me a Christian my whole life, I would have said, absolutely. And, but many ways, no one would have known because the way the things I said, the things I did weren't uh, screaming at uh, God. But here I am on this show. With the family I have, um, being more comfortable than ever, being the one, and it's it's like Steve, you know. Fairly, I think all of us at this, uh, this table certainly, uh, you know, very fine being one surrounded by a mob of a hundred. Say, okay, give me what you got. Yes. Not, not like one versus a thousand. Like you know, your one hundred isn't enough now. You know, mm-hmm. Let, let's do this, um, and that's a grace. And when you realize, when you have a grace and you realize it's a grace, life is good. Life is good. And and, uh, none of that ever papers over what the horrors of evil can and will do, which is why we fight so hard on this show. I mean, over my dead body, am I going to hand over this cesspool to my children unless I've done everything I can. And that's why, if I have to burn relationships so that they may have better ones, I'll absolutely do it. At um, I, 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 no point do I say I'm minimizing the horrors, but I say there's joy to be found there. But that is one of the great treasured paradoxes of Christendom for all time. Hmm. Oh,
1: you, well said. That's very well said. <clears throat> and, you know, it's one of those things where you can have joy in the midst of the storm because you know that God is still on the throne. That's the eternal perspective that Steve was talking about. And um, and I feel the same way that Todd does, that this has brought more opportunities and it makes me excited actually for other people to see the truth. I mean, I look at this and go, this is a great reveal so that the Christians who actually have eyes to see, ears to hear, they can look and say what the sham this government is and what it's become and no longer feed into it. That is my you know hope that they will turn away from that false god to the true god and and i um this morning i was thinking of psalm 121 where's where does my help come from comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth i mean that was just something and so this is a great opportunity to be joyful
0: yeah well said both of you as well i mean there's in my mind, there's a difference between happiness and joyfulness, and joyfulness, in, in my mind, has uh, mostly to do with peace. And that peace, you can be, uh, you can be angry. You can experience so many different types of emotions, but you can still have peace. And if you're the type of person who needs to talk about this ty- this this arena, the cultural, and um, political arena arena or where those two things meet uh all the time and you're thinking about it all the time then you're you're part of the problem because we have way too many people we talk about this on the left all the time why are they so invested why do they sell out to progressivism all the time because that's all that they have if you're acting the same way Maybe it's time to reevaluate where you're at spiritually, because you, without that eternal perspective, you're not going to have any peace about what you're seeing, and that's, at the end of the day, that's not going to end well for you. There is there there's more to this life than than just this arena. It's very important, but it's not the only important thing.
3: Hmm. Vince Binder says I've been uh, watching your show since you guys came to see our TV I don't always agree but <clears throat> pardon me usually learn something I learned something the other night though and I'm not happy about it I'm seeing a pattern you have since early on been talking about a new party but every time you do you tell us why we need it and why it won't work so I'll ask how is not having that new party working for you Yes, people will complain and talk about throwing away votes and blah, blah, blah. So what? Is there another solution that isn't drenched in blood? Would you rather at least try before we get to feeding that tree of liberty? I haven't voted for a Republican in years, and I've never voted for a Democrat or a Green Partier. If we're taking the exit to hell, does it really matter if we do it at 55 or 90? Stop telling everyone why it won't work and why we need to wander in the desert for another 40 years. You TV CRTV have access to a lot of great minds among the conservatives. And at this point, I'll take conservatives, disenchanted Democrats, classical liberals who have no party, ticked off libertarians, every person who hates politics but is willing to plant a flag this side of hell and stand by it. I don't know if we can make it a go before we hit the final exit, but whining about it isn't helping. In short, put up or shut up. Vince, this is a. I I get this criticism. Now I would say, between Daniel Horowitz and I, we have given the people doing the the work trying to lay the groundwork for the Federalist Party an amount of free media that they could not afford in their own media budget. That's true. I mean, one of the guys that's telling that's helping JD Ruckers as right hand man. I personally recommend it because he's one of the best activists we have on the ground in Iowa. when I so I want this to work. And I, when I say this, I don't just I'm not talking so much about the Federalist Party specifically. We may find out they can't do what they're trying to do. I, but I mean, macro, big picture I we need a we need another party. I said for years that, you know, before talking about a third party, we need a second party. We still need a second party. We we need a new party. It's not a third party. That's why I'm not using we need a third party. We need a new party. There is not a mechanism. It's what I tweeted to Ben Sass the other day. There is not a mechanism. Uh, there's not a major political party that cares what people like us think. Period. There's just not. The reason, when I tell you why why it, why it may not work, and if I've said it in a way to say that's debilitating i don't mean to do that so that's my bad i've spent all kinds of time on the phone with jd rucker at the federalist party i'm donating my time for free uncompensated to help them to give them some pointers some perspective strategy connections of people i know but i will say again what i've also been saying to jd rucker for a year The number one reason we don't have a new party are not the legal obstacles. Those are momentous. But we could have conquered them a long time ago. Because the number one reason we don't have a new party is the same reason that disenfranchised conservatives didn't go to the Libertarian Party or the Constitution Party, which had had made huge inroads on the ballot access issue, and just take it over. And that reason is... And I want you to work smart, Vince, and and not just hard. But there's gold in them hills. Last year, Ann Coulter was on the New York Times bestseller list with In Trump We Trust. Now she's out there tweeting about how this guy has sold everybody out and is only using his presidency to enrich himself and has betrayed every promise. She also told us Chris Christie was our conservative savior until Mitt Romney was. See where I'm going with this? There is a profitable, not even cottage industry, mass industry profitability in in both bitching about the Republican Party and shilling for it at the same time. And these are the primary news sources for the people you would need to migrate from one paradigm to the next one. So until you create... A mechanism by which, Ann Coulter—I'm just using her as an example. I wouldn't want her on my team if she came. Okay, but my point is, you get rid of her, there'll just be another one. There's this guy in a bow tie on Fox, Harlan Hill or something's his name. He was literally a Bernie Sanders sycophant like a year ago, and now he's now he's like now he's bespectacled bow tie guy on Fox pimping Trump. hail Hydra. That's exactly right. That's the so I'm not trying to be debilitating. I don't want you to spend 20 years though wasting your time. If you that's why I've said to JD and his team, build a massive social media following. So you can get people like me. We need to feed our families. This is the reality of the situation. And there's too much of a profit motive. Just doing, the, just doing the time warp again in the Republican Party in the consumer world. Too many people that just want to watch Fox to, be, have the, to have the party shield for him. Too many people want to watch Fox just to have the party, just to bitch about the party for him. Sean Hannity, just wasn't too long ago Sean Hannity was trying to convince us why we had to support John McCain because he was a good guy. Now he's alt-right Mr. Nationalist and Paul Ryan's a rhino. Why? Because there's gold in them hills. Is he schizophrenic? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, Sean. I met him once. Could be. Could also be wet those fingers, stick those puppies in the air. This is which way the wind is blowing. You've got to bust that financial paradigm. And when I say that, let me give you an example, Vince. In this last primary, we had $60 million. We had a national organization... And that organization, by the way, wasn't built to oppose Donald Trump. It was built under the assumption that we had to deny Jeb Bush 1187 or whatever it was delegates to win last year and fight him for 50 states. That that the Cruz game plan was to be the last conservative standing against Jeb Bush. The strategy ended up still being the same. It just ended up being Donald Trump instead of Jeb Bush. But that we were going to have to go. There's no way we could get to 1187 on our own and no one else could because you'd have Fox and everybody else shilling for Jeb. So you had to fight him to the convention and beat him ground to ground with delegates. That's why the reason the, the, the Cruz campaign was so well organized in those convention states, it wasn't like, oh, crap, we can't beat Donald Trump. Get somebody there next week. They were there for nine months when people thought Trump was a joke. They laid the ground. I know. I was on this team. I was there. Okay, I can tell you everything that went on. Very few people could pick up the phone and call Jeff Rowe, the campaign manager, and have him pick it up directly. I was one of them, let alone the candidate. So I'll tell you what happened. Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. That's why they were there. They were organized to fight nine-month battle of attrition against Jeb Bush. Or seven-month battle of attrition from, from January to the convention. Everything it took to win, we had... Did we have a perfect candidate? No, no one ever is. We had a really good one, though. That's why we had $60 million in a national organization. You know what we didn't have? Rush? Drudge? Fox? Even if we would have just had one of them, Ted Cruz would have been the nominee. Look what he did without any of them in a in a 17-field race where he was accused of stealing the Iowa caucuses for two weeks, where Fox, for the week after Iowa, anointed Marco Rubio with the greatest third-place finish in the history of intergalactic interactions. They did everything. That, then they just stopped covering him after that didn't work. It was like he didn't even exist. Rectum barely knew him. MSNBC's Morning Joe is literally a Trump super PAC every morning. CNN is showing Trump's rallies in total... Uh, and then live and then running him again later on tape delay every day He is literally outgunned 60 to 1 in media damn near won the thing if we just would have had one of them Ted Cruz would be president of the United States right now we didn't get any of them I, I can promise you this give me a name Ben Sass, Rand Paul give me a name None of them are raising $60 million in 2020 or 2024. I'll promise you that. Ain't going to happen. We'll never have a candidate. One of ours raise that kind of money ever again. Ever. The amount of organization strategy that was put in, they won't have that either. And we were undone by Drudge, Fox, Rush. What happened in that race? We win five states in a row. Trump and Fox put the narrative out that we're stealing elections, and it was just like, it was over right away. Remember that? Do you guys remember being yep. there? Yep. Yes.
0: I, remember, I still remember the moment, the first headline that I saw where Ted Cruz uh, somewhat capitulated to Ben Carson, and I thought, what the hell was
3: that? The minute they accused us, remember April 5th was the morning of Wisconsin the night of Wisconsin I know because that's my anniversary it looked like it was over right then didn't it then he wins the next four states in a row after that the minute they came out with the narrative and when they all rush drudge Fox all together pounded the narrative Cruz is stealing elections because you know they're just grabbing grabbing delegates off the street do you support that's not the way it works guys it's a representative republic you have to get voted in you do and it takes months to get voted in. Months. The Iowa Republican convention in June started determining its delegates. The night of the Iowa caucus is on February 1st, four, more than four months ahead of time. The minute they pimped that narrative all together, though, we were done. We didn't win another state. We weren't even competitive in another state. After that, it was over. If you can't penetrate that, I, I don't want this to be true, man. There's a lot of things I don't want to be true. I can promise you 90% of 44-year-old men in America couldn't hold my jock strap in a gym. But because I weigh 253 pounds, the BMI chart says I'm obese. I wish that weren't true, but that's what the chart says. There's a lot of things I'd like to not be true. Anybody else have some things they'd like to not be true in this world? So I'd like it to not be true. I'd like it to not be true that much of our base just sits around and will do whatever Rush, Fox, and Drudge tell them to do. I wish that weren't true. But it is. If you can't break through that wall. If if now now we can do it in Iowa, because between guys like me and Bob Vanderplots. There's an organization that exists here that we can tap into that transcends that. That doesn't exist in almost any other state, though. That's why it was important for us to find a candidate who, if we helped them win Iowa, wouldn't be a Huckabee or Santorum on a shoestring the rest of the way because they couldn't do... Tony Perkins couldn't even win Louisiana, his home state of Louisiana for Ted Cruz. Okay? Nobody else can do what we can do in Iowa. So we've just proven that out. We needed a candidate that raised that kind of money so they could build this everywhere else in America. If you're a Judge Roy Moore and you have a statewide presence, but there aren't many of our candidates that are like that, that have that kind of name ID, you can transcend it. Why was Kelly Ward routed by John McCain and now she leads Jeff Flake by 25 points? Only one thing's changed. She got Rush. She got Drudge. She got Fox. That's all that's changed. That's all that has changed. That's it. That's where most of our base actively is. If you cannot penetrate that wall, I don't care how much organization you have. I don't care how much money you've raised. You can't win. You have to go where the food is. That's where the food is at, Vince. That's where it's at. We learned this in the last election. I wish this weren't true. But it is. And so when I say to people like the Federalist Party, you have to come up with a social media model that will allow people that would be your best ambassadors, your best minds because there's a huge consumer base for bitching about the Republican Party. There is not yet a huge consumer base for let's leave because right away, oh, then the Democrats win everything. That's what will happen. You better have, I mean, the amount of time and money we spent here at CR advertising on Rush and Levin to get almost 2 million Facebook followers it took months months over a year of doing that And now we have a base that we that were that we that gives us enough of a customer base that we can tell the truth around here Others have tried it they've not been able to do that yet Cuz it takes huge resources to do that not to mention patience And the people writing the checks better be patient before you build that base where you can actually cash flow it. There's not a lot of those kinds of people around. We're lucky to have a few. This is what you have to create. You can have as much earnest people as you want. That's great. As much committed patriots you want. That's great. But if you cannot create a vehicle and a model that allows you to reach those consumers being heavily influenced by Drudge, Fox, and Rush... It will ultimately go nowhere. I'm not telling people that, Todd, Aaron, and Kim, to be discouraging. I'm telling you that for the same reason I would say to somebody, going to the gym once a week isn't going to make a difference. Trust me from a guy that's lost well over 100 pounds in his life. Okay? Okay. If you're not willing and in fact you're better off actually going 5 days a week for 30 minutes than you are going once a week and killing yourself for 2 hours that doesn't you've worked really hard for those 2 hours but you you didn't retrain your metabolism you didn't you didn't change your body chemistry and so all you did was tax yourself then you're probably starved when you're done so you're pigging out after that and you just you just no you, you worked really hard but you wasted your time I don't want you guys to waste your time that's all I'm saying Vince did I answer Vince's question, do you think? Oh, in spades,
2: and just really briefly to come at the power of the machine that you hit on several levels. Uh, you, there's a reason why uh, J.R.R. Tolkien spent all that time in a Eucharistic chapel in front of the Blessed Sacrament writing the Lord of the Rings trilogy about that, wing, that ring and its whisper, because that's... What Steve is talking about that's what is trying to be overcome that there's a reason why Aragorn is so unique why there's so few of him it's it, it's just not a plan that we need you, you, even the best laid plans then we look at around at the the players we have it's like you who's going to carry this thing out
3: here's the reality Aaron if if most of our base outside of those who read and watch what we, what the team here at CR and CRTV does and a few mm-hmm. other places if we if we just grabbed 50 people off the street of of a of a red state in America that had never heard of CR CRTV or the blaze or ben shapiro all right and we just grabbed 50 people that identified as conservatives and said did you hear about Nancy Pelosi telling Trump to tweet about how much he loves amnesty to the dreamer you know what i'm saying yep. they would not know yep because if rush and Drudge and Fox don't tell them, then it's a tree falling in the freaking forest, Aaron. That's all I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, uh, I think there's another way to go about this as well, and that's to get people who already have a large built-in platform, and that would be elected officials. So, Vince, I, I get your I get your criticism and, and your concern as well. I would be sending the same type of email to the Ben Sasses, the Ted Cruz's, the Mike Lee's of the world, saying, Hey, Ted Cruz, you called Mitch McConnell a liar, uh, and then your own party basically screwed you over when you were running for president last year. Uh, why, why, what's here? You know, what is here for you? Ben Sass, you are never Trump. Why are you still a Republican? You know, go do something else. You target people with their own built-in in, in uh, platforms, and then the uh, other platforms like the drudges, the foxes, uh, the Rushes of the world—they um, can still try to ignore them. But all of media can't because they're a freaking senator or a representative. I mean, that's one way to go about it. But in mass, I mean, your point still stands. That's that's just the reality of it. That's that's not what's most ideal. But the, the the reality of it is, the fake news on the left is the fake news on the right. The low information voter on the left is now the low information voter on the right. And how do we work within that model? That's basically what you just laid out over the last fifteen minutes,
1: Kim. Well, it's a great question, Vince. Um, you're you're right in the sense that there's a lot going on. But you know, I don't think I've ever heard Steve say you know that we are going to be forty years in the wilderness. I don't I don't know what that's about, but you know, beside what everyone has talked about today, you could do something yourself. You could bring the pain. That is all these guys, these elected officials care about. They don't want pain. You could bring it yourself. I mean, you could, you know, continue to go to every single um, event that they have. You You could write to the newspapers. You could bring the pain and call people out every time that they do something that goes against the conservative principles.
3: Let's get to a couple more here quickly. Tim writes, we need a new party. We need a new party that is fiscally conservative and yet socially liberal. Tim, I can promise you that party will never happen. That, there's, that voter, Those voters don't exist. In fact, there's a great chart that Pew put out looking at the last election. And there are literally more pro-life Democrats, which there are like none of. There are literally more pro-life Democrats than there are fiscally conservative, socially liberal voters. They don't exist. In fact, it's the actual exact opposite. You know what there's a mass swath of voters of? People who want big government and social uh, conservatism. Yeah. There's a, the, look, at, look at what was Trump's resonating message. It wasn't economics, it was cultural. They're taking your jobs. They won't enforce the law. They wanna tell you how to educate your kids. They're giving money your money to Planned Parenthood. You see where I'm going with this? These are cultural messages. There just isn't a party for... There's not an audience for that. There just isn't. And I think what's happened here is the gay marriage issue has been such a hot-button issue for 25 years that that's become like a litmus test of whether somebody's socially conservative or not, and on some level it is. But the reality is most Americans don't care about that issue. You know what they do care about? Telling, my, telling me that I can't teach my own values to my kid, regardless of what, I don't care that there's two lesbians next door to me. You don't get to walk into the front door of my business and tell me if I don't want to cater to something I don't believe in. you shut me down. A lot of people care about that. See, what the, see the distinction I'm trying to draw? There's a, there's a bigger universe of, of what people define as values beyond just whether they want to fight over people of the same gender getting married or not anymore. Now, I'm still willing to fight over that because that's existential to me. But I admit I'm a dying breed. But there's still a lot of people out there that are tired of the state telling them how to raise their kids, telling them that their daughters have to have put up with having dudes in, the, in their locker room at, at, during recess or at PE or at, in a sporting event. There's a broader cultural context there than just should we, get, can, should we be concerned if two people of the same gender obtain a marriage license or not. And there's just not those voters, Todd, don't exist. There's there's there the Green Party has more people, far more people than people who are like trim the government, but um, you know, legalize narcotics. Those voters just really just don't exist. This
2: I, maybe you said it up that way, but it does dovetails purpose perfectly with the previous question. I mean, this is because for all of his uh, animus for the system and wanting to go out and do something, there's guys like this whose version of doing something is this believing this demonstrably provable fraud a unicorn that can't exist? And, and you didn't even hit on that. I mean, Steve, you're absolutely right but that's not what people want. But the thing that this guy says he wants doesn't even exist. It's not possible. You cannot believe in social liberalism and effectively be conser- oh, fiscally conservative.
1: Absolutely. In my experience, when you had someone who would not protect life, they're not going to protect your wallet.
3: Ever. And no. this, this is why there's so much dissatisfaction with both parties, because most Americans actually want some version of big government and their, their family values, their version of whatever that may be. That's why there's so much disf- dissatisfaction, okay? Because the Democrats give them the government they want while assaulting their values, okay? The Republicans don't the Republicans take big government but give it to corporate America instead of to them while not defending their values. That's why everybody's pissed, guys. There, no, There's not a party that will actually do what most people want. What most people want is make sure my health care doesn't go away and keep the Muslims out of my kids' uh, education indoctrination. That's That's what most people want, actually. That's most of what they want. There's there's very few people committed to full spectrum conservative conservatism. Far fewer committed to full spectrum progressivism. It's just we think there's a lot of progressives because they're all in, you know, academia and the media. But there's really not that many people, guys. Really not. So, you know, we lament how much the country's given up on limited government for all the indoctrination and subsidizing of their indoctrination the progressives have had. There's actually less than 10% of the country wants full on board progressivism most people want to know if i fail will government bail me out if i can't pay my bills will government handle it for me at the same time they want that government though not to indoctrinate their kids into a bunch of anti-american propaganda now i don't know that that model is possible either because whenever you ask government to come in this is why i'm a conservative because I don't think that model is any more possible than what you are articulating, Todd. Whenever you empower the state, this is why I fought against nationalism last year, anything that empowers the state from any perspective, right or left, is anathema. Is the, not even anathema, it's the enemy of conservatism. Because ultimately, when you grant the state power in this area, you will not be able to limit its power in others. It will say, well, you know, since we're the ones writing the checks, you know what? You're right. You're right, President Bush. Let's do faith-based initiatives. And then soon will arise a pharaoh who knows not Joseph. And Barack Obama will come along and say, well, you know, since we're writing you the check for that, you know, we kind of want you to change your dogma and your doctrine and uh, fly that rainbow flag instead of the cross, if you don't mind. That's always what happens. Now, I don't think the model most Americans want is any more sustainable than what Tim is advocating. That can't, that's not sustainable either. It will last a little bit longer, but sooner or later, government will say, yeah, you know, sooner or later, the one writing the checks always wakes up one day. Anytime there's a 51-49 partnership, it ain't a partnership, friends. There will come a day, the guy who's the, on the 51% side of the ledger wakes up and says, yeah, not so much. Thanks, though because I'm at 51 and you're not so you're out that always happens that's why our founders had led with limited government undergirded by morality and the people because they knew neither one of these models that we're talking about right now are sustainable guys they're just not any thoughts on that you got mine already indeed should we do one more than get out of here
2: Weekend. As you said, compartmentalize.
3: There's football. We should talk
0: about football for the next five minutes.
3: you right, so I can have five other people yell at me and scream at me on my email. I don't know where I ever gave you guys the vibe that that would work with me, by the way. I mean, you keep that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm just liable... We're just going to, I mean, I'll just, I'll go, we'll just do sports for a week. I just, I will never respond to that. Even if I think you have a point, I never set the precedent with people that bullying me, leveraging me works on any level you attempt to do that because if, because if I let you set that precedent now, you'll use it against me later on. So no, here's the dirty little secret, by the way, that people here, the management here at CRTV would actually like it if we talked more sports. They would like it if we talked more non-political stuff simply b- because this situation is so divisive right now. How you like them apples? I mean I told a guy yesterday he got all mad at me I'm like, I'm not mad at you you don't like if you don't like it and, and I think he thought I was being snotty and I wasn't. I, I just simply told him I'm like, cancel the show it's okay. I don't want you to pay for something you don't he's like'm this is not what I paid for I feel like I'm being defrauded. Then cancel it, Why? just because you guys talk about yeah. sports, yeah and, and but oh. that, but he doesn't he's the customer, he doesn't need a reason, yeah, I'm okay, and I think he thought I was being flippant, I was not, I was seriously like, i don't want any of you listening right now to ever use that promo code to pay for something you didn't you don't want just if it's not if this isn't what you want, then cancel it and, and it's not i'm not i don't take it personally, really, don't get all upset, just cancel we're not worth getting are we worth getting upset over i don't think so you think you're worth getting upset over todd i don't i'm a pleasant guy yeah i I don't we're not worthy of any of you getting upset over so if at any point we deviate from sports and you don't like it and we're doing too much of it then don't buy it i mean how hard is that it's got to
1: be a small percentage really who knows? I don't know.
3: You know, I mean, it anyway, was, I, it was like it six. Work. It was six people that tried this on me. Yeah, yesterday. it doesn't work. I six counted. people, that yeah, many? Yeah, I, that count. I, I counted, and that that approach, by the way, is just never, ever, going to work with me. Ever, I'm going to say no on at a spite, right away. On no level do I ever set the precedent that coming at me like that will work. If you let people get away with that once, man, they'll just keep doing that. They to you. will. No, never will. Now you may enjoy the weekend. Thank you for tuning into the podcast here today. Aaron was over there like twenty minutes ago. Like, man, I gotta get out of here. Are you gonna end this?
0: I'm getting hangry, man. It's always the worst on Fridays too. That's why. That's why we take this I, around
3: the noon hour. I, I did this an extra ten minutes just to so see him getting fidgety over there. <laughs>
1: God bless what? you, man. <laughs> Wait a minute! So there is a that, bear, this is stolen. retribution. I was
3: just Whoa. stolen for the last this, ten minutes. If if that's there's gotta be a bear that's somewhere. Awesome. John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace. I like you.